0: On today's show, Kirby Smart chimes in on the Nick Saban-Jimbo Fisher feud. Miami Boosters fire back at Saban. The SEC baseball tournament is set this week and over. We'll recap the end of the regular season on the Diamond. And it was a bloodbath for the SEC and the softball regionals. Twelve teams entered, only three come out. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. Great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Ooh. Interception. Makes the handle. the ball. What a catch. Around the conference. And we start with Kirby Smart. All the drama recently with Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher openly complaining about NIL and each other and all that. Kirby Smart, he's sitting happy, fat and happy off his first national championship at Georgia. But he does have some concerns about uh, all the new issues that new college football coaches are facing these days. On the Paul Feinbaum show a couple days ago, Kirby Smart said, the world we live in in college football is changing so fast. I'm hoping there are some guide rails put in to help college coaches who love the game and enjoy it. Right now, you're chasing your own players, you're chasing players that are in the portal, and then you're chasing recruits. So you're getting pulled in a lot of directions. There's a lot of demands. It's 24-7 all the time. I got in this game because I like the relationships and coaching, not the chasing. Many have called on NCAA or the... Congress to force some rules when it comes to name, image, and likeness, but so far nothing really has happened, so I think you're going to continue to have little tiffs where Nick Saban calls out Jimbo Fisher publicly, Jimbo Fisher t- calls a press conference to take shots back at him, crazy, crazy stuff. Now, speaking of Nick Saban, a Miami booster is throwing arrows in his direction Uh, Miami booster John Ruiz spoke to the Miami Herald a couple days ago and said he was shocked that somebody in the business for such a long time and on top of his game like Nick Saban, and he was shocked that he was, quote, totally clueless of what all this means. He basically said, I'm losing my market dominance because of everything that is going on, and then starts throwing everybody under the bus. Ruiz went on to say this was a very, very poor display of judgment and character It felt like a little teenager whining about why previously they had free reign and all of a sudden, when you level the playing field, it changes. It was very ugly of him. It's totally inappropriate the way he conducted himself and handled everything more egregious as the very statements he made contained multiple NCAA violations of how he is involved in the process of the collectives and speaking to the kids about it and getting the kids involved. He was asking for collectives to be formed and provide payments to players because they would be at a disadvantage competitively. That is not what the NIL laws are designed to accomplish. So Saban, opening up uh, a box all over the country with people sounding off, letting their voice be heard on what they think is the future of NIL. and it should, Can it be used in recruiting? Can it not? Can it be used with a booster through collectives? And it's, uh, it's a sticky, sticky territory, and... All I know is this, everybody is counting down the days till we see Texas AM and Alabama on the playing field <laughs> because there will be no love lost between those two teams. I I mean I can we get like a camera just on the field the whole time for a pregame handshake. Man, that is going to be crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. In uh recruiting, speaking of recruiting news, Arch Manning, one of the top recruits in all the country, top quarterback recruit for 2023. He is going to another one of his top schools for a visit. Manning is going to visit the Texas Longhorns June 17th through the 19th. Outside of that, Manning's also very high on Alabama and Georgia according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, Quarterback is also scheduled to visit with Florida later this summer as well. We know Ole Miss has kind of been on his radar at times. LSU's name was thrown in there. But uh, if Manning ends up going to Texas... That would be a huge addition to Steve Sarkeesian's 2023 class. Texas currently has four four star commits and one three star commit in that class. So we'll see. Still a long way to go, but some people thinking Arch Manning could make an announcement towards the end of this summer. We will see. And some other SEC news Joseph Evans, former LSU defensive lineman who entered the transfer portal a month ago. He has announced his new team. He announced on social media he is heading to UTSA. So San Antonio is where he will be heading. He tweeted out, let's get to work. In three seasons at LSU, Evans appeared in 13 games. He's a three-star member of LSU's 2019 recruiting class. In other recruiting news, an offensive lineman for the class of 2023 made cuts to his list. And he's got three SEC schools still in the mix. Uh, Chase Besantis, a four-star offensive tackle out of the state of New Jersey, one of the top tackles in this class. He revealed his top five, and it includes Michigan State, Rutgers, and then Texas A&M, LSU, and Georgia out of the SEC. Six foot five, 290 pounds. He's the number five offensive tackle in the nation, number 58 overall prospect for 2023, and he's the top player out of the state of New Jersey. So we'll see where. He ends up, but three SEC schools in the mix with really good chances there. Well, SEC basketball note, Josiah Jordan James uh, is going to reportedly return for his senior season at Tennessee. Big boost for Rick Barnes and his squad. CBS Sports reported he will withdraw his name from the NBA draft and return to Tennessee. Uh, James appeared in 32 games, made 30 starts last season Was Tennessee's third-leading scorer. He was one of three Tennessee players to average double figures, averaging 10 points, and led the Vols in rebounding at six rebounds per game. Three seasons in Knoxville there, so Josiah Jordan-James coming back to the Vols. Big, big get for them. Quick SEC baseball note. We'll get to some more uh, in just a little bit, but Todd Helton now has some company at the top of Tennessee's all-time record books. He's held the Vols' all-time record for home runs since 1995. Hit 38 during his time in Knoxville from 1993 to 95. Well, his home run record has some company. Evan Russell tied that mark with his 38th career home run on Saturday afternoon. Tied the mark with his 13th home run of the season in the fifth inning against Mississippi State. Balls have been a juggernaut all season. Crushing home runs. Big time power numbers. We're going to talk with our buddy Eric Kane later in this week, host of Locked on Balls, get his thoughts on this Tennessee fall baseball team and uh, what their chances are of winning it all. And there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. When we return, we're going to dive into some SEC baseball as well as some SEC softball. What are the chances of uh, the SEC winning it in softball? We only got three teams left. It was a bloodbath of a weekend. And then, of course, uh, the SEC tournament getting started in Hoover. We'll break it down for you, tell you what the bracket shapes up uh, to be this week look need to remind you guys we love brownies here but the only thing we love more than brownies is brownie batter that's why you need to check out the new built bar flavor the brownie batter puffs it is a new creation and this one is better than ever it is the brownie batter puff takes protein bars to a whole new level and they are available right now at built.com if you haven't tried built puffs yet not sure what you're waiting for puffs are a chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar Uh, delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein packed in there, only 7 grams of sugar. They are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. Um, They're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Go check them out right now, built.com. You can find the brownie batter puffs right there. Add them to your cart and when you go to hit checkout make sure you use our promo code locked15 locked15 that's going to get you 15% off your order use promo code locked15 and get 15% off at built.com I right, roll along here locked on sec man it was a uh, busy weekend of uh, re- uh, Putting a cap on the SEC baseball season, so figure we'd run through and uh, just give you a quick recap of what happened this weekend, and then set the stage for the SEC tournament in Hoover. Um, LSU swept a three-game set at Vanderbilt for the first time in program history. It was a crazy game three on Saturday as LSU went on to win twenty-one to ten. Braden Joe Bear drove in nine RBIs in that game unbelievable for uh, LSU. What, last weekend they get swept at home against Ole Miss. This weekend they go on the road and sweep Vanderbilt in Nashville. Something they've never done before. Craziness. Uh, Alabama they routed Arkansas with an 18-run outburst in their regular season finale winning 18-5 to win the series. Bryce Eblen drove in 5 in that game so congrats to uh, Alabama. That was certainly uh, a big series win for them over Arkansas. Texas A&M My goodness, what has Jim Schlossnagel put in the water down there at College Station? They were considered a team that was supposed to be dead last or or near the bottom in the SEC this year. They took two out of three against Ole Miss. Aggie 17-5 in their last 22 games. And unbelievable. We'll get to the seeding here in a second, but unbelievable that they jumped up to the number two seed in the SEC tournament. Mizzou, they took two out of three against Georgia. Tough finish. Uh, to the season for a good Georgia team. Tennessee, they swept Mississippi State to finish off their historic season, so they keep rolling. What happened to Mississippi State, by the way? Goodness gracious, the reigning champs. Just problems left and right all season long. Florida, they took two out of three against South Carolina. Four SEC series wins for the Gators to end the season. That's quite a good streak for them. Uh, Kentucky, they took two out of three against Auburn. What a rough final weekend for a really good Auburn team. So the SEC baseball tournament is uh, the bracket is set, and reigning national champion Mississippi State failed to qualify, as did Missouri. It, I, that's just Hey you told me that back at the start of the baseball season. Said, hey, by the way, uh, you know Mississippi State? Yeah, you know they just won the national championship. Yeah, yeah, they're not gonna uh, they're not gonna be in the postseason, or they're they're not even going to Hoover. I said, what? Uh, The other 12 teams, so no Mississippi State, no Mizzou, but the other 12 teams will head to Hoover to compete for a conference uh, title. Games start on Tuesday. So here are the game times and TV listings. So on Tuesday, 9.30 a.m. Central, 10.30 Eastern, we'll have the first game. It'll be number 6 seed Georgia versus number 11 seed Alabama. That should be a really good one. Uh, Two pretty good teams in Georgia and Alabama. Game 2 which will follow will be number 7 seed Florida versus number 10 seed South Carolina. That should be a good one as well. Uh, game 3 is slated for a 4:30 Central, 5:30 Eastern. All these games on the SEC Network by the way. It'll be number 8 seed Vanderbilt versus number 9 seed Ole Miss. Gosh, like Again, the start of the season, I would have said that's probably your one seed versus two seed or two seed versus three seed versus four seed, something like that. Eight and nine, Vandy and Ole Miss. Craziness. Uh and then the game for the nightcap on Tuesday will be number five Auburn versus number twelve seed, Kentucky. So that is your day one. And then on Wednesday, you will have the top seeds. Tennessee, your top seed, number one. Texas A&M, your two seed, <laughs> still just crazy to say that. Congrats to the Aggies and congrats uh, to Jim Schlossnagle. What a first year in the SEC for him. Number three is our, uh, number three seed is Arkansas. Number four seed is LSU. So that they will all be in action for the double elimination round. Uh, Arkansas will play host to the winner of Game One. They'll play the winner of Georgia Alabama. That'll be same thing. Nine thirty Central on Wednesday morning. Following that one will be the 2 seed AM versus the winner of Florida and South Carolina. And then later in the day, on Wednesday, it'll be a uh, one-seed Tennessee at 4.30 Central, 5.30 Eastern. They'll play the winner of Vanderbilt Ole Miss. And then on the nightcap on Wednesday, it'll be LSU taking on the winner of Auburn and Kentucky. So, stage is set. And then, of course, you'll go into the losers' brackets on Thursday. The winners uh, will advance... To, uh, of course, play on on Friday, and then we'll have on Saturday our uh, semifinals. And then Sunday, 2 p.m. Central, we will crown a champion. That game will be on ESPN2 Sunday afternoon. So, SEC tournament, always fun to watch. And we got some real – man, like, (laughs) tell me, like, would not be shock me if one of these lower seeds – Jumps up, goes on a run, and wins this whole thing. Because it has been a weird year of a lot of parity in the SEC when it comes to SEC baseball. And Look no further than the two-seeded Texas A&M Aggies. Crazy. Uh, the season that, that that they had and the season that we had as a whole for SEC baseball. But it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, coming up next, we're going to break down a little bit of the softball craziness that happened over the weekend. My goodness, it was a bloodbath. That's coming up in... Just a second, but uh, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. Now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Uh, You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are reliably low for every customer. they got everything you need from tail lamps, motor oil, uh, new carpet, whatever it is. You can go find it at rockauto.com. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. Find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go type in wiper blades, uh, Kia, whatever, 2010, whatever your car, make, and model is. Type it in. You can find all the parts available for your car or truck And make sure when you go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car truck. And make sure you're right locked on in their how did you hear about us box that they know that we sent you? It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit (laughs) rockauto.com. along here, Locked On SEC, and it was a fun Sunday of just watching uh, all the softball action uh, streaming on the ESPN app and bounce around on the channels. It was also fun to watch a little of the golf. Shout out to Alabama alum Justin Thomas capturing his second PGA Championship after a seven-shot comeback on Sunday that went to a three-hole playoff and he won the uh, PGA championship so shout out to Justin Thomas but man it was a uh, it was a nuts so weekend for SEC softball and you know look there were tons of SEC teams in action and 12 of the 13 SEC teams that play softball keep in mind Vandy doesn't play but 12 of the 13 teams made it and 12 teams entered 3 Come out. The uh, headline shocker of the weekend. will hit on all the losers first. The Alabama Crimson Tide. They ousted. They were ousted in their own regional by Stanford. Alabama found themselves on the elimination side of the regional. Won the early game on Sunday versus Stanford four to nothing, but they lost the second one six to nothing. And Montana Fouts, who's been outstanding all season long, she just. I mean, she threw over two hundred uh, pitches on the weekend, and it caught up with her. Uh, she gave up six runs off ten hits, and Alabama was sent home, ending their season. A streak of winning every NCAA regional title since 2005 came to an end for the Crimson Tide, whose bats went cold on a steamy afternoon at Rhodes Stadium on Sunday. So, Alabama out. That's That was one of the big shockers of the weekend. Uh, some of the other ones from the weekend, Texas A&M, they had the tough challenge of taking on Oklahoma and the Norman Oklahoma Regional, the Aggies, they got beat up on Sunday. 20 to nothing in just five innings versus the number one overall seed. Oklahoma is just a machine. They sent the Aggies home. LSU, they got sent home early for the first time in six seasons as they lost in the Tempe Regional, losing to Cal State Fullerton on Saturday 3-2 as they were eliminated and LSU's season came to an end. Auburn, their season came to an end, losing to Louisiana 4-3. And their elimination game out in the Clemson Regional. Kentucky season came to an end, losing to Virginia Tech 5-4 in the Blacksburg Regional. They lost earlier in the day to the Hokies 9-2. So Kentucky season's over. Missouri, they could not protect home field as they lost to Arizona on Sunday 1-0. Couldn't find any offense. That's when cold. They were eliminated Ole Miss, they were eliminated out in the Los Angeles Regional. They lost to UCLA 9-1 in five innings on Sunday afternoon. Tennessee, another shocker. They lose to another orange team. Oregon State beats them 3-1 in an elimination game out in Knoxville. The Vols sent home early. And then Georgia, they were tied with Duke Sunday afternoon 5-5 in the fifth inning before the wheels came off Duke. Put up six runs in that inning. Scored a couple more in the next one and run ruled them. Georgia went on to be eliminated in the Durham Regional. So that was just nuts. So. so many SEC teams sent backing. So let's discuss the good side. There were some good. Uh, 14th-ranked Florida Gator softball team. They made it a point to get on off the field early on Sunday afternoon. They were paced by a 10-run opening inning, the Gators sprinted past the visiting Wisconsin Badgers 11-0 in five innings to win the Gainesville Regional and secure their spot in a Super Regional next weekend. They will travel to Blacksburg to face Virginia Tech, who beat Kentucky on Sunday. So Florida, they're heading to the Super Regional, but they're going on the road. They're going to go up to Virginia Tech. Mississippi State, Bulldogs upset number two overall seed Florida State twice on the Seminoles' home field, winning the Tallahassee Regional and advancing to the Super Regional round for the first time ever. So congrats to the Bulldogs. Mississippi State, they will not only play in a Super Regional, but they will host it. The Bulldogs, who's the Regional's number two seed, they are seated higher than opposing Arizona, who's a three seed. So the Wildcats, uh, they beat number 15 overall seed Missouri to win the Columbia Regional on Sunday. So Mississippi State will play host to Arizona. Shout out to Starkville. That is a uh, fine accomplishment for them. And then a the team that's just been in fuego down the stretch of the season, the Arkansas Razorback softball team. They beat Oregon 9-3 to to win the Fayetteville region. Four Razorbacks hit home runs in their game on Sunday. So the historic season for Arkansas continues as the team won both the SEC regular season and tournament titles. That's a first in the program. And as of this recording, Texas and Washington are still playing. So Arkansas will uh, host the winner of that uh, series. So um, I was rooting for Texas, but last I saw, uh, Washington had a lead. So anyway, we'll see what happens with that one. But congrats to the three teams from the SEC that are advancing in the uh, softball to the Super Regional, but man, I, I can't remember a time where the SEC got ousted that badly. 12 teams coming into the weekend and only three advance. The ACC and Pac-12 just seem to have the SEC's number this weekend. They beat up on them. Let's hope that never happens again. Let's hope that doesn't happen in any other sport. And there you have it. You're all caught up with uh, all the latest from the weekend in the SEC. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Uh, I am Chris Gordy. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, you can go make your second listen. Check out some of our other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network, like uh, Locked On Bulldogs, Locked On Kentucky, Locked On uh, Razorbacks. Tons of great ones to choose from. Wherever you find your podcast, just search your favorite SEC school, and you'll find your podcast. Uh, you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you a little bit later in the week. We have a conversation with our buddy Eric Kane, host of Locked On Vols, get some thoughts on the Tennessee Volunteers who uh, didn't play a spring game, so we didn't get to see them much um, from the spring. But we'll get uh, first-hand account from Eric Kane on what to expect from the Vols and Josh Heupel heading into year two. I'm Chris Gordy. You guys have a great day. Talk to you guys later in the week.